Last week, we went out to the diner after green room, and as soon as we walked in, I knew something was wrong. Um, the whole right side of the diner, all the tables were pushed to the side, all the chairs were on top of the tables, and I was just kind of wondering what was going on, because everything on the left side looked normal. And we get there, and there's just a whole bunch of us, and we tell the lady how many people we're going to be, and we're waiting kind of in the lobby, and an older group comes in of about seven people. And originally, they were going to put us on the left side. I saw the area that they were getting ready for us. But as this older group of people came in, they decided to give it to them. And the woman who was going to seat us came over and said, you know, guys, tonight things are a little bit tight because um, we're cleaning the carpets. And there is a room that's available all the way in the back that they had just finished cleaning. And I was like, all right, I I guess that's okay. Um, We walk back into this room. And guys, the chemical smell from the carpets was so strong that you could taste it. Have you ever smelled something and you could like literally taste it? It was horrible. Um, And so this is like kind of messing with me a little bit. And I'm sitting right across from Joe Levante. And I'm like, there is no way that Joe Levante isn't about to grow a second head right now, and it's about to start talking to me during the meal and be like, Joey! It sounded like fizzle, right? Right? I Like, that's all that I could picture while I was taking in these chemicals. To make it even worse, the guy that was cleaning the carpets wasn't even done yet with all the other rooms, and so he had this giant hose that was coming from his car um, all the way into the diner, and so the door was open, and it was freezing inside of this back room. And guys, I had shorts on because we were just playing dodgeball the night that night, and my baby little calves were freezing, right? And everyone in the room was complaining, right? It, it just wasn't that great of a night. And so I guess they kind of got wind that we weren't so happy about what was going on. And so the way that they decided that they were going to bribe us to make us feel better about this horrible experience was to give us a cookie. We all got a cookie at the end of the night. And I was like, that's awesome. They're going to give us a cookie, but they just shaved off two years of our lives by the chemicals that we breathe. And I'm glad my, my life is only worth a cookie to you, right? And so I was telling this to one of my friends that was eating with us, and he was like, but the cookie was so good, Joey. And I was like, dude, you are crazy. Like, diner cookies aren't even that good. But I, I was offended by that room that they put us in all the way in the back. And what I want to talk to you guys about is being offended. Because our culture right now, everyone is offended. Everyone is triggered all the time. And I think it's because people more than ever are saying whatever they want. The filters have gone out the window. And this is a big problem because it does a lot of damage. Because this is a problem for me. Because I'm really good at offending people. And most of the time, I don't even realize I'm offending people. Guys, I have to pray for 20 minutes before I post anything on Instagram. I need to really think about my words (laughs) because someone could get upset, right? I recently just posted something on Instagram, right? And I was like, you know what? I'm going to crop this person out of it because, you know what, I don't have their permission to post this. Um, So you know what, I'm going to do the right thing. I'm going to do the kind thing and I'm going to do the nice thing. And so I posted this on Instagram and literally five seconds after I posted it, I got seven comments like, rip to the person you cropped, how dare you? Like, you're a horrible person for doing this. Like, all these things started coming in, right? 
Guys, you have to be so careful with everything that you say. And tonight is going to be twofold because I think a lot of you in the room are really good at offending people. And maybe you don't even know it. But then a lot of you guys are really offended tonight. And you're carrying some really big hurts. And I think it's so important that we learn how to deal with these things. Because I am right there with you. I know what it's like to struggle through some really difficult things. And you know what's so funny is most people that are the most offensive are normally the easiest to get offended, right? The people that are saying the meanest things to other people are always so easily offended when someone says something to them. Man, maybe that's some of you guys in the room tonight. So you need to hear both sides of this. And it's so important that if we are really going to be the church that Jesus wants, if we're going to be the youth group that he wants, that we deal with this in our lives, guys. I'm right there with you tonight. This is something that I need to preach to my own heart, and I have been preaching to my own life for a while. But the reason why some of you guys can't stay happy is because you're so easily offended. Someone says something to you, and you take that out of context. You take it so deep into your heart and you twist it. And that's not even maybe what that person meant to say. But you take in things and you twist them. You project on other people. You think that this is what they are really saying when they're not saying that at all. Because some of us don't like to have our pride hurt. And that's normally what this comes down to. Sometimes it's our pride that gets offended. And when that happens, man, we lash out. And even though we know our pride is wrong, we know we shouldn't think about ourselves in this way. It is still so easy to get so offended sometimes, guys. And so if you want to stay happy, if you don't, if you don't want to give in to this thing, then you need to become unoffendable. Because no one should be able to control your happiness. No one should be able to say a sentence to you and take away the joy that God is putting in your life. But some of us just hear a couple words, we hear a sentence, and we completely cave, and we give in to these words. Guys, God has something better for you tonight than to always give in to all these offenses. And you know what? Life is always going to be this way. People are always going to say hurtful things. And I wish that I could protect you guys from some of the hurtful things that people could say. But here's what I know, is we can make this a place where that doesn't happen. I can't control what happens in the outside world, but I want you guys to be able to feel safe here, to know that there are people who love you and care about you. And the way that we deal with this is, some, is different ways. Um, we had a game night last week, Thursday night, and we were downstairs and we were throwing darts after most of the people had left. It was me, Brady, um, Anthony, uh, I think Anthony left. It was Joe, Lacey, and Shannon, and Hannah, and we were just doing some trick shots, right? And Lacey and Hannah said something offensive to me. I, I, I don't remember what it was, but I know that it was offensive. And I was pulling out a dart out of the dartboard, and without even looking, 
I completely turned around and threw the dart right at them. And it hit the wall and split them perfectly. Guys, I was in shock that that it happened like that. And Brady was like, dude, how did you know it was going to work like that? And I was like, I didn't, man. I don't know what I was thinking. Here's what happens. When I hang out with Brady and Joe, like old school, like crazy high school Joey comes out. Like they bring out the crazy in me. And I did something nuts in that moment, right? Guys, if I would have hit either one of them in the leg, I think I would have died from laughing and they would have brought me back to life and killed me again, right? That's how mad they would have been, right? But that's how some of you guys deal with your offenses. You throw darts back, not real darts. But as soon as someone says something really hurtful to you, you say something right back at them. And you let your words sting twice as hard as what they said to you. Because that just creates a lot of pain. And oftentimes it's people we care about, people we love. Maybe because we're projecting on them. Maybe because we're taking their words out of context. And, and sometimes they are legitimately difficult things that people say to us. But we are so quick to fire right back at people. The way that I used to deal with offense is if someone said something hurtful to me, I would keep them at a distance after that. I wouldn't let them close. If you're going to hurt me, if you're going to say something like that, I'm just going to cut you off. Like we could be in the same room. I'll smile at, <coughs> I'll smile at you. I'll be there for you in some ways, but I'm not going to let you close to me. I'm going to keep you at a distance. And a lot of you guys have a lot of people in your life at a distance. And then some of you guys are even more extreme. You don't let people in your life at all when they say something offensive to you. You cut them off. You don't look at them. You look the other way when you are going down the hallway. And I don't think that this is how God would have us deal with any of the offenses in our life. And so it's so important that we see the right way to deal with this. Because be careful not to let offense take root in your heart. Because that's exactly what the enemy would love to do. He would love to drive that offense deep down and destroy relationships, destroy friendships. Because if you let this offense take hold of your heart, it will cause so much damage in your life. It will affect every single area of your life. And it's no, you know what's so crazy about this is most of these words that people are saying against you guys, most of these offenses aren't even true. And you're buying into this lie and you're letting it control your joy. You're letting it control your life overall. Because the way people are treating you isn't always a reflection of what they think about you, but what they think about themselves. Let me say that again for you guys. The way people are treating you isn't always a reflection of what they think about you, but what they think about themselves. People have been so hurt by someone else that they care about, that they lash out on you. And maybe they don't think that about you, but they are so embarrassed of who they are. They're so deeply hurt that they just need to lash out on someone because they are just in so much pain. And then there you are giving into this lie and you're letting that take hold of your life. Because why would we do that? It, it makes no sense. Some of you guys are hurting so much tonight because of what someone has done to you. And it's not even true. It's not even real. So what do we do 
with these things that are so easy to take root in our hearts. I get that. There have been things that people have said to me that have gone so deep. And sometimes I still think about those words that they said. And some of you guys have that tonight. I want you to think about that. Some of the really big offenses as we talk about this tonight. And let that be at the forefront of your mind as we work through this. And here's the real problem, is we try to fix things on the surface. I do this all the time with you guys. I'll get up here and I'll talk about the power of the tongue. And I'll say, the tongue can do all these bad things. Stop doing this. But the problem is I'm only talking about the surface. And as long as I stay talking about the surface, you guys are going to keep doing the same thing. See, it's kind of like this. If, if there was a giant hole in the pool and my solution was to just deal with it on the surface by just keep putting water back into it, nothing's ever going to change. Things are going to stay exactly the same. We need to get to the source of the problem. And see, the source of the problem tonight is not that you guys are offensive. It's that there was something that happened in your life. There was something that someone did. Some of you guys, life is so hard and difficult at home. And the only way that you know how to deal with it is to be offensive to everyone else. Maybe there's someone in your life that constantly is beating you down. And the only way that you know how to deal with it is by being offensive to everyone else. I can't tell you what the source is, but you need to find out what that is tonight. And we need to deal with it at the root, all the way deep down in your heart tonight. And Jesus is gonna tell us exactly what this looks like and, looks like and show us how this is true. <coughs> We're gonna be in Matthew chapter 15. This is what it says in verse 10. Jesus called to the crowd to him and said, listen and understand what goes into someone's mouth does not defile them, but what comes out of their mouth, that is what defiles them. Then disciples came to him and asked, do you know that the Pharisees were offended when they heard this? So the Pharisees are having this conversation with Jesus, and I need to give you a little bit of backstory on exactly what's going on here. They were offended because the disciples were eating without washing their hands, and that's disgusting. Like, it is absolutely gross. If you work at a restaurant, it's against the law. But Jesus was saying, this doesn't defile a person. And they were offended by that. But that's not really why they were offended. On the surface, it seems like that is why they were so upset with Jesus. But really, they were upset because he was challenging everything that they believed made them righteous. See, they cared about the law and they felt like the law made them holy. It made them different than everyone else. And because of that, they were angry. And so they would always lash out at Jesus. They would try and tell him that he's a fraud, that he really wasn't the son of God. They would constantly challenge him. See, on the surface, it looked like one thing, but at the source, something way different was going on. And then this is how he replies to this. He said, every plant that my heavenly father has not planted will be pulled up by the roots. Leave them, 
they are blind guides. If the blind lead the blind, both will fall into a pit unless they have a bird box. If you don't have Netflix, then you do not understand that at all. So Jesus was saying is that these people are completely lost. They have no idea what is going on. And he was turning everything upside down for them. Everything that they thought was real in their life, he was changing because they thought the law was everything. Then he goes on to say this in verse 15. Peter said, explain the parable to us. Are you still so dull? Jesus is such a savage. Jesus asked them, don't you see that whatever enters the mouth goes into the stomach, then out the body? But the things that come out of a person's mouth come from the heart, and these defile them. For out of the heart comes evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony, slander. These are what defile a person. But eating with unwashed hands does not defile them. Do you guys get what Jesus is saying here? He's saying where it comes out is not where it comes from. See, we just think that we're offensive because we're offensive. But that's not what Jesus is teaching right here. He's telling us that what comes out in our life first starts in our heart. And so that I know when someone is being really hurtful to other people, I can, I can almost like see deep into their heart. I know that there's something going on there. And some of you guys, by the help of the Holy Spirit, this is the only way that this issue is really gonna be solved, is if tonight you go, God, I need you to search me because I know that there's something going on deep in my heart tonight that is causing me to be so negative and so nasty to other people, treating people that I once cared about like enemies. And maybe it's someone really close for you. Maybe, maybe this is a parent. Maybe this is a friend that used to be your best friend. Maybe, maybe it's someone in your family. Because let God into your heart tonight. Give him full access. He will expose what is going on and he will bring healing. Because I can stand up here all I want and tell you to stop, stop, stop. But until you deal with what's really going on here, there won't be any difference. And I am so sorry that some of you are hurting so deeply tonight. It breaks my heart for some of the things that are going on at home or going on at school that are completely out of your control. But that doesn't give you a right to be offensive to everyone else. You're just pushing people away. And I don't think anyone else really wants to do that because it just causes damage. And because what you sow is what you reap. If you constantly are saying these things, then you're gonna bring them back into your life in the same exact way. And so now I just, I just really wanted this to make make this clear to you guys tonight, that it's so important that you get deep down and really deal with this. And now we're going to look at this in another way. And this is what it says in Matthew chapter 5. But I tell you that anyone who is angry with a brother or sister will be subject to judgment. Again, anyone who says to a, a brother or sister, Raka, is answerable to the court. And anyone who says, you fool, will be in danger of the fire of hell. 
Raka just sounds like a curse word, right? It's just, you look at it and it's got like that hard A at the end. I don't even know what that means. Like Raka, right? It just sounds absolutely offensive. But guys, um, I don't know about you. As I read this verse right here, fool is one of the nicer things that I've said to some people lately, right? So what does that mean for my life tonight? Because Jesus is really clear here. He tells us that if you call someone a fool, then you are in danger of the fire of hell in your life. And when I read that, that definitely scares me a little bit. But as I studied this, Jesus was trying to get at something deeper here. He's not talking about hell in the sense that we think about hell. He's talking about something called Gehenna. Gehenna was a place that they would do child sacrifice to the false god Moloch. And all the Israelites would be a part of this, but they broke away from this tradition and they eventually turned it into a garbage waste and they would burn garbage in there. And it was said that the fires of Gehenna would always seem like they were always burning. What Jesus is trying to get at here is when you are constantly offending other people, when you are constantly doing all these hurtful things to other people, you are creating hell in your life. And some of you guys are living in that place tonight. And you don't know why your life looks this way. This is why, guys. And it is not a fun place to be. There have been seasons in my life where I have spent some time in Gehenna, so to speak. And it's time for some of you guys to get out of that place because you're just doing damage to your own heart and all the people around you. And I want to look at this next verse now in verse 23. Therefore, if you are offering your gift at the altar and there remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar. First go and be reconciled to them. Then come and offer your gift. You know what's so funny about this is some of us just skip over this part. We don't think that we have to get along with everyone else. We think we can treat everyone else like garbage, but we can come into church and we can raise both our hands and worship and everything is good with God. But that's not what I hear right here. God is saying something completely different. We sang that awesome song tonight, wholehearted for the first time, right? And some of you guys Got both your hands in the air. And and I I just wonder what we look like to God when we're constantly bringing other people down and we have both hands in the air. And I'm not going to sing tonight because I'm going to save you guys, but I think this is a little bit of a picture of what we look like, right? Once I was broken, but not as broken as Jennifer because she's a mess, right? Right? Some of you guys are out up here and you're singing your hearts out but there's something different going on here. So your words are saying one thing on the surface, but God sees the source tonight. And he says that you need to deal with what is going, <coughs> going on. The cough is hysterical. Um, what I find so interesting about this is that Jesus said that if someone has a problem with you, Go to them and deal with it. See, we think the opposite. We think when 
we have a problem with someone that we need to go to them and we need to get our justice. And we need to sit them down and we need to talk to them and tell them how wrong they are. But Jesus tells us the exact opposite. He says, if someone has a problem with you that you know about, go to them before you bring your gift before the altar and deal with it. So, so why would Jesus say it that way and not the other way, the way that we so normally think? And I think the reason why is because Jesus is calling us to forgive these things before they even begin to get a hold in our life. You can deal with what someone has said to you. I think he wants us to release these things before they even get a chance to go deep in our hearts. But if someone else has a problem with us, then we go to them immediately and we deal with it. And then we bring our gift. Jesus is calling us to be the bigger person, so to speak, when we know that there's something wrong, to deal with some of the deep hurts. And I'm not saying you can't ever go to anyone when there's something that they've done to you. But I think most times God wants us to deal with it right away. To not let it go deep down into our hearts. This is what it says in verse 25. Settle matters quickly with your adversary who is taking you to court. Do it while you are still together on the way. Or your adversary may hand you over to the judge. And the judge may hand you over to the officer. And you may be thrown into prison. Truly I tell you, you will not get out until you have paid the last penny. You know what really pops out to me right here? Is that in the beginning of chapter 5, Jesus says if you have a problem with a brother or sister. But now he refers to it as an adversary. See, I think it's the same person. There are people in our life that used to be like a brother or sister. But we let offense come in. And now they feel like an adversary in our lives. And Jesus tells us that when we let this offense go deep down, we create prisons for ourselves. And we think that we're making the other person pay by being offended with them, by letting their words go deep down in our heart, to let that resentment build in our life. But really the person suffering is us. And Jesus says, you will not be released from that prison until you pay every single penny. Some of you guys have been living in the prison of offense for a really long time. And it's time for you to live a different way. I need someone to come up here and help me. Who, who wants to come up? I need someone. Let me see. I need someone a little bit. Yeah, go ahead, Shane. Why don't you come on up, bud? Give it up for Shane, everyone. <clears throat> Shane, you feeling strong tonight? Oh, dang it. Everyone get out your cameras. I'm about to put a piece of wood by my face so you can all enjoy this. Right? All right. So this is going to represent our offense. Maybe I said something to Shane. I was like, yo, dog, your white socks look horrible with that outfit, right? That's just so mean, right? Let's just say that you got... No, no, I don't mean it. You look, you look fly, dude, right? Right? So that he's actually offended at me right now. I know. I just tried to find something that wasn't that bad. This represents the offense right now, right? Right? 
right? So this represents the offense. This is good because you're really going to feel this on an emotional level tonight, right? And this is what we do every single time we say something. Wow, everyone's cameras are out right now. This is what we do every single time we say, some, say something offensive. And Shane has a choice what he's going to do with this, right? He could throw that fence right back at me. Perfect. But here's what so many of us do. We let it go deep down. And we let it come in between me and Shane. Me and Shane used to be boys. Like, like we were tight. I thought I was being funny, but really that hurt him. And now Shane lets this go deep down into his heart. And he just thinks differently about me now. He's holding on to this weight. And so maybe I'm joking about something else now. And Shane overhears me talking to someone else. And now he's pretty sure that this is all about him. That me and this other person are just coming at him so hard. But really, we're not saying anything else that has to do with Shane at all. And so Shane lets the offense go a little bit deeper, right? And so now he's really hurt. He, he's just a scourged in his life. And then maybe I see Shane, and now I notice that something is different with Shane, right? I, I feel like we're not exactly what, what we used to be. And so I say something to him. I'm like, yo, Sh Shane, what's going on, man? You're just acting so different. You're treating me weird. And Shane says something else back at me now. And he just unleashes on me, right? And now he feels a little bit justified. But he lets that offense go deeper into his heart. And suddenly, Shane, you got it, bro, right? You got this. Let, put them together. I don't want them to see your face. Got to block it out. It's, it's a part of the analogy. Thank you. <laughs> now, now there, there's a wall between me and Shane. Now there's an offense. Offense, you all with me right there? That's some good preacher humor, right? Now, now there is something blocking Shane and I. Guys, this is how we live so, ma so much of our lives. God wants us to be unified. The enemy would love to divide us. And so many of your relationships look like this. Me and Shane used to be tight, but now we're completely blocked off. Guys, you have done a lot of damage to people, right? I have done a lot of damage to people. We can't change that. But what we can do is choose to live differently today. And God has given us a way to deal with it. You know, I just wish that we had an example of someone who had every right to be offended. Someone who was mocked constantly, told he wasn't who he really was. I wish we just had an example of someone who carried the offenses of all of us. And he took them and he did something with them. Oh yeah, that's right. We do have someone who took these offenses and he did something with them. And he did it on a cross, right? And he took those things that are weighing so heavy against us and he did something with it. Guys, if Jesus has dropped the offenses 
against us, how could we hold on to any offense in our life? And so it's so important, guys. It's so important that you learn to do this. When someone offends you, when someone hurts you, you give it to God. I'm not telling you to suppress it. I'm not telling you not to deal with it. I'm telling you to give it to God and then drop it, to let it go. So many of us feel like we have to hold on to it. We have to let it go deep in order for them to feel the pain that they cause to us. Because that other person doesn't feel any pain by what they said to you. The only person that you are hurting is yourself. Drop all of the offenses. And it's not easily done. But if you do, you will break yourself out of the prison of offense. And you will live like you would never have ever before if you really deal with all of these things. Thank you so much, Shane. You've been a good sport. Give it up to Shane. Yeah, Shane. Guys, you can't control what's said to you, but you can control what you do with it. You can. People are just gonna say mean things sometimes, but what happens next is up to you. And some of us have just been giving in way too much because I wanna read to you this quote. Every offense is an opportunity to grow. Every offense is an opportunity to grow. That was said by a pastor named Stephen Furtick, and it has been on my phone for the last couple of months because I have been projecting on people, because I have been letting offense grow deep down in, in my heart. And every time I look at that in my phone, I remember that I can do something with this offense. I don't have to give in to these words. And every single time, I let this be an opportunity where I grow, where I give it to God, where I forgive and I move on. What if we looked at our offenses in a different way? The things that God would be able to do through us would be amazing. And so here's tonight's bottom line. What I want you guys to remember is offense is uncontrollable, but offended is a decision. Offense is uncontrollable, offended is a decision. And I pray that you guys would make a new choice in your life, that you wouldn't give in to these words, and you would stop. You would stop being so offensive to everyone else. Find out what that source is. I would love to pray with you. The leaders would love to talk with you tonight and try and help you find what that cause is. But deal with it and watch what it's like to be free from the prison of offense. Let me pray for you guys. God, I thank you so much for your great love that you dealt with our offenses. Lord, you showed us what it was like while you were on the cross and they mocked you. They tore apart your clothes, Lord. They, they spit in your face. They put a crown of thorns on your head and still you chose not to let that offense go down deep. You chose to get on a cross and die for all of our sins. God, I pray that we would be more like you in every way, God, that we would be quick to forgive, that we would be quick to move on. God, we cannot 
do this without you. It is not easy to let go of offenses all the time. But I pray tonight that you would do something so powerful in our hearts. I pray, God, that we wouldn't deal with this on the surface, but we would deal with this at the source, that we wouldn't let our lives be controlled by something that was done five years ago or 10 years ago, that tonight we would find new life, that we would find healing like never before. Jesus, I pray that you would move in this place as we sing this next song. I pray that people would release those hurts, those ways that they have been offended tonight and find new healing. If you guys just feel comfortable with this, I'm just gonna ask everyone to stand real quick before we get into the next part of worship. Just stand up a little bit early, nothing weird. If tonight you just feel like there's just something deep in your heart that has really wounded you, I'm just gonna ask you to do something a little bold. And I know we don't always like things like this. It makes us feel uncomfortable. But tonight, if you would rather have freedom, would you just lift up your hands in the air right now? And if that's just you, and I know it's a little scary, but if, if there is a big hurt in your life that you just wanna release tonight, if something that you just wanna get past, if this is just telling God that I'm tired of being where I'm at, God, I need you to move in my life like never before. This hurt has run wild for too long and I am releasing it to you tonight, God. I am gonna find new life and new healing. God, I thank you that you see every single person in this room room, Lord. And as their hands are lifted high, I pray that you would go to the source, God, that you would remove these wounds, Jesus, that you would sing a new song over your children's life and that they would find new healing, that they would find what it's like to be free from the prison of offense, God, that we would be the Christians and the people that you have called us to be, that we would know what real living really is like, that we would know what real joy is, God. Thank you that you see these hands right now, God, and you are gonna move in the lives, God. Thank you for their boldness, that you are here right now, Holy Spirit, that you are moving and you are doing something. God, I pray the walls that we have built around people in this room would fall tonight. I pray that you would tear down the walls that have been built. I pray we wouldn't push people away in our families anymore, but we would choose to forgive like never before. We need you, God. And we release this all to you. We pray this all in your name.